feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the ticket in a little white booth. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, there is word that in just a few hours, the Secret Service will be briefing Congress on the cocaine discovery at the White House. It has been more than nine days and they, well, we don't know. We'll find out. Have they come to a conclusion? You and I both know that for sure they had to know. Who was behind it? There's no way with all the cameras, with all the abilities, with fingerprints, with visitors, logs at the White House, with all of these things. And now we are getting word that the Secret Service will be briefing Congress tomorrow morning and also will be talking to staff members of the House Oversight Committee about the incident and also filling them in and maybe explaining why their story changed three different times. Remember, first it was in the library, then it was in the West Wing work area, then it was in a cell phone lockbox, uh, all these different things. We have heard so many different versions of this story. And now there is word that tomorrow we will at least get an update, at least the House Oversight Committee will. And you can bet that as soon as that is over... Some members of the House Oversight Committee will hopefully come out and brief the American public because this has been one of the biggest lingering mysteries. And I say that facetiously because it shouldn't be a mystery. It should be pretty easy, straightforward sleuthing. And yet, for some reason, this has been difficult for this White House uh, to be able to even concede that maybe, just maybe, uh, they know the answer and they just don't want to tell anybody. And I'm sure that they were just hoping, okay, goodness, maybe some other news will overtake this. Maybe when we have to reveal it, it won't look so bad because we can say, you know, something else. We can come up with some other story or and this is a chance tomorrow and this could also potentially happen. They could say, you know what? We just couldn't figure it out that for some reason, maybe the thing, you know, the fingerprints weren't good. Or uh, just like in Jeffrey Epstein, remember the uh, cameras weren't working. Remember that whole thing when Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide and they didn't have the cameras, they weren't rolling in the jail? Well, maybe it'll be kind of the same type of thing where suddenly, you know, boy, oh boy, uh, the cameras in the White House weren't working that day. Every single camera, every other day of the year was working great. But for some reason, just on that little corner camera, it wasn't really working. Or somebody spilled coffee on the visitor's log. So maybe they weren't be, you know, able to figure it out. What do you think they're going to conclude tomorrow? Do you think we are going to know tomorrow who did it? And do you think they'll be able to have the courage and the guts to come forward to tell the American public? Because if they don't, to me, then it definitely is a major, major cover up, even more than I saw from the initial readings. Because when it first came out, 
it was like, okay, well, obviously they're going to be able to figure it out in 24, 48 hours. And then it was like, uh oh, wait a minute. Uh, now they're dancing around. They're saying they're afraid to prosecute. Uh, they're changing the story of where it was found. Uh, I mean, all of these things which just tipped off right away that this is clearly not an up and up investigation. So there's a chance that tomorrow they may come out and say, you know what? After such a thorough review, it's inconclusive. And we are not able to determine, even though we have the fingerprints of basically everybody who's come through those entrances. Uh, and even though they said that the Biden family wasn't in the building on Friday, and that's not correct. We don't know if it goes to the Biden family member, but it sure as heck, I think, goes to somebody that they don't want to let the American public know about. So let's just kind of isolate who that could be. It could be the Biden family member. Maybe it's somebody else who works in the White House that's pretty high up, or maybe it's a family member of somebody really senior in the White House. Whatever the case is, if it was just a visitor, if it was like a tourist on a tour trip, or if it was a construction worker who was working on the situation room, well, if it was any of those people, well, guess what? They would have come out, and you know darn well they would have come right out and said, this is who did it. So tomorrow, the good news is they're going to the oversight committee, um, so you would assume when they come out, that is James Comer's committee, and James Comer has always been pretty straightforward. So you would assume that James Forward would, uh, James Comer would come out and say, uh, here's what we're knowing. Here's what we're hearing. Cause he smells a rat too. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike with this big news. What do you think we're going to hear tomorrow? Oh, Rita, always a great show. And I'll tell you, I'm the lead off batter uh, on your show. Uh, you know, I think it's cocaine police. What's going to happen next? Oh, you know, let, let's bring in the, uh, you know, reserves and let's bring in all the people that we can to solve this mystery. And let's see if crackhead, you know, Hunter, he'll parade around in his uh, tuxedo like a semi-trained dumb puppy, you know, Democratic demon. Uh, it's, it's a never ending, you know, circle of nonsense. And I got to say this, Rita, of all the good callers you have, I acknowledge them. And Stan, hey, Stan, how you doing? You got visions of grandeur, bro. You want to see yourself on the radio. You elevate your voice. Okay. You're sickening. And, uh, you must be related to Sidney Rosenbaum or Rosenberg, whatever his name is. So why don't you downshift on your routine? Okay, Stan. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you going after, why are you going after Sid? My buddy said, why are you going after him? I'm not going after him. I just said, you know, he's got, he's narcissistic. And as Stan is narcissistic. Oh, I, by the way, by the the way, and I will defend Sid. I love Sid. Sid and I, Sid and I, by the way, uh, for the record, everybody, where he's talking about Sid Rosenberg, who does the morning show on WABC, Sid and friends. Sid and I used to share an office together. Um, and, and so I love Sid. He's a great guy and he's a character. Uh, but I hear what you're saying about Stan. Although I will also say, you know, it's funny, like, Stan, there's something very lovable about Stan. Um, he's and, and lovable about Sid, by the way, too, as we're talking about two S's there, right? But I love, you know, I love hearing from everybody. You know me. I mean, okay. I think I think it's a great thing, and that's what makes America great. But it is funny because the other day, uh, who was it when Stan called? He like took swipes. I don't know if he mentioned you, Mike, but he mentioned about twenty people. Um, so um, he's, because I was up against the hour. 
and I said, you know, something, whatever it was, you know, uh, oh, you got great calls. Hey, you know what? Enough is enough. You know, get your own show on the internet. Get your own show on the internet, Stan. Okay? Uh, read up. And, always, and, Mike, you know, and by the way, Mike, you know I'll always take your calls because you're now in uh, South Carolina and you got your New York ties. So you got that. You got two places that I absolutely love. <laughs> I I know you do, Rita. And you know what? Your resume speaks for itself. What you've accomplished, and Curtis, I'm listening to for thirty some odd years. We're the same age, and I like you know talk radio once in a while. But I got to give shots. Somebody give shots to me on the radio and, and others. Hey, man, you know take a chill pill, Stanley. Take a chill pill, okay? Mike, Rita, I'm, Mike I'm hiring you as my bodyguard. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're great. Thank you, my friend, so much. And I'm sure Stan is listening. Thanks, Mike, very, very much. Let's go to Norm, line one. Uh, Norm, uh, you've heard uh, a lot about Stan, uh, but what did you yeah. think um, about tomorrow with the Secret Service? You think we're going to hear nothing anything? Is, nothing is going to be revealed. This president, our president, is a grifter. He lies. He serves only himself. He pimps out his dope addict son. He lies about the death of the other one. He allegedly molests his own daughter and denies his own blood granddaughter. Grifter with a capital G. Um, as far as and 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 the in his entire all the people he works with protect the grifter. So that's it. There's no, nobody's going to reveal anything. This is this whole thing is just a sham. And that's it. Our government is a sham, and uh, and uh, nothing nothing is going to be revealed. Which camera is which broken. is sad, boy, isn't? Yeah, hey, you know what? You're right. I didn't say. I said camera may not have been suddenly functioning, right? How did you like right. my idea that maybe uh, maybe something spilled on the visitor that's logs? Exactly <laughs> what's going to happen? Something's going to happen. Oh, it was turned off. The new system that we installed kind of override the old one, but we didn't get a clear image. It's, they're not. They're not giving up anything. They're not giving. Look, they're giving up our country. So you know, the, what what what's what's a little coke lie? Oh. I mean, what's a little coke lie? How sad is that, Norm? Uh, I hear you though, and I I when it's like uh, the dog ate the homework. We're going to hear some version yeah. of that tomorrow. Exactly, <laughs> Norm. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Sharon. Sharon, line three. Sharon, your thoughts. My thoughts are sick. The canine dogs. To the White House, they'll get closure. Ah. They'll find out. They'll find out if the White House, those dogs, will sniff, and they will find if there's more cocaine. They'll find where it is. They'll find who's responsible. Uh, this is done all the time. Just keep your eye, keep your eye out for the canine dogs. If they don't have the canine dogs. It's possible you're not getting the real truth. You know what? That is a great idea. Bring those the dogs, you know, that like sniff when you're at the airport, that sniff for contraband. Uh, that would have been the quickest thing. I bet you it would have taken five seconds. I have a feeling where the dogs might have ended up, you know, who's uh, might have been visiting. Uh, but boy, that would have been really smart because the dogs can't lie. They can't go, uh, hey, little doggy, unless they bring like a little Alpo and go, uh, don't you want to go over here? You don't want to go on that part of the, uh, you know, of the White House. Bring it. Bring, come, come on over here, little doggy. Here's a little bone. You know, but you're right. That would have been brilliant. Let's go to Joe. Line four. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Rita. What do you First think, Joe? I'll let you know that, uh, it is uh, definitely. Uh, Hunter Biden, what I want to know, what I want, this is the most craziest thing is everyone who comes in the White House 
even visitors have to should be searched, like you said. They had your fingerprints on file when you were White House correspondent. Everyone should have to go through a metal detector. Everyone's packages should be, you know, pocket books, everything, carry bags. And canine sniffers. Dogs should sniff dogs to test. And again, you said, what if it was anthrax? That could have been a major disaster. It is a disaster, but it could have been a deadly disaster. And let me tell you something else. Hunter Biden sold drugs at age 40 in the U.S. military. He should have been court-martialed. I have numero uno, the best discharge. Honorable. He should have got numero otto, number eight. Now, but let me ask you. It was crazy. Let me ask you in this case, too, Joe. Do you believe it's Hunter? We don't know. Of course, we, you know, we, we may never know. Um, but you know what, you know what's amazing to me, Joe, is that the White House press secretary seems offended that many members of the press have said, so can you rule out Hunter or can you rule out a member of the Biden family? And the, the White House press secretary said the reporters were irresponsible for asking the question. We'd be irresponsible not asking the question. I mean, to me, that's an obvious thing real quick, Joe. I also want to say this is a message to my brother, American veteran. Hey, Joe, uh, Joe, 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 hang on one second. You got to answer the question. You think it is uh, Hunter? What do you think? Absolutely. This guy, Frida, this slob couldn't keep his nose clean if he lived in a Kleenex factory. (laughs) I want to send a message to Sergeant Penny. If your lawyer does not get your case, transfer it to criminal court on Staten Island. Will you get a fair fair shake? Get another lawyer. And to Russ, Russ wished that his eyes were gouged out. He wished, Russ is a rat, he wished that Sergeant Penny... Who's Russ? Who's Russ? Is Russ some caller? Is that what you're saying? Russ a caller? Russ, the one who said that he, the one who who downplayed when um, Jose... Oh, yes, yes, yes. By the way, Joe, you bring up a great point because you're right. Russ, who's called, seems to think that Jose Alba uh, wasn't defending himself just like Daniel Penny wasn't defending himself and others on the subway. So uh, Russ obviously is a, a bit in la-la land. Um, and uh, and I hear your emotion, Joe, because I feel it too. It's like, you know, it, it is when you look at the video and at least what we've seen, uh, let's first talk of the Jose Alba. He was defending himself. And even it was so obvious at the end of the day that Bragg finally released him. Um, so I agree with you. And listen on the Daniel Penny from everything we've seen, he was defending others and himself from the guy on the subway. Um, and I agree. Um, he, you know, by the way, he would get, um, I think a better trial in Staten Island. I don't know if he'll get a change of venue. I think anybody who's ridden the subways or seen the headlines in the subways knows how terrifying it is. Um, and I hope that, uh, at the end of the day, um, that of course, Daniel Penny, um, that the jury hears him and hears his sincerity. He seems to be incredibly sincere from everything I've seen. So great points, Joe. Thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we 
know that we are hours away from the Secret Service briefing Congress on the cocaine discovery. It's supposed to happen tomorrow, and it's supposed to be before the House Oversight Committee. That's James Comer's committee. And take a listen to what Congressman Pete Sessions had to say. He is from the great state of Texas. He's also on the Oversight Committee. Take a listen. And we're going to... We're going to have that in a moment. But he actually basically said he thinks that somebody must have bypassed basically to get into the White House to bring the cocaine because there's just so many checks. And he's absolutely correct. There are just so many issues that it doesn't make any sense. Here is Congressman Pete Sessions. And we're having a little technical issues. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Secret Service who doesn't want us to play it. You never know. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What essentially he says is that basically the Secret Service, that they do such a great job typically of scanning uh, through different maneuvers, whether it's, again, you know, what we see and what we don't see. You can imagine with the White House, it's the most heavily surveilled building in the world. That somebody must have basically bypassed procedures. So who would have been able to do that? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Kurt uh, line six. Kurt, your thoughts about all that? Hi, Rita. What um, do you think? Will I, I we know? That, huh? Will we know the truth or not? No, I don't think so. I agree with an earlier caller who said it's never going to be revealed who it was. And you know, but here's a concern that I have. Right? Even if the Secret Service knows who it was or they don't know who it was, what they are revealing is that they failed at their security efforts. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I heard you say they failed their security efforts. Or maybe they were told to be quiet. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and also their families. A really powerful story coming from Rocky Mount, North Carolina, where a child abduction was stopped thanks to deputies with the Nash County Sheriff's Office. It happened on July 4th, and a deputy conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle that had Florida plates on Interstate 95 and Rocky Mount. As the deputy was observing the vehicle and asking the driver routine questions, they developed reasonable suspicion to believe that there was some sort of criminal activity. So the driver gave consent to a vehicle search. And during the search, two vape THC cartridge pens were located inside the driver's door and center console. Now, during an investigation, deputies learned that the 16-year-old female passenger who was in the vehicle was reported missing five hours prior to the traffic stop by the Coral Springs Police Department in the state of Florida. 
The teen was transported then to juvenile services, and she was transported then after that to Wake County Juvenile Detention Center awaiting pickup from her family in Florida. The sheriff's office says that the suspect was not known to the family and he didn't have permission to transport the juvenile across state lines. The suspect has been identified as Alejandro Hernandez Vasquez. He faces charges of abduction of a child, felony possession of synthetic cannabis, also possession of marijuana paraphernalia and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And luckily, this child has now been returned home to Florida. The good news is the deputies who conducted what they thought was a routine traffic stop sensed something was off and immediately looked into the background of this individual and the other young girl. And now again, she is back home with her family. Uh, and again, thanks to the great work of law enforcement. Bravo to them and all they do every single day. Well, we have that comment from Congressman Pete Sessions. He is with the Oversight Committee. And this is coming on the heels of the news that in a matter of hours, Congress, the Oversight Committee, of which, again, Congressman Sessions and also James Comer and all those others are a part of, they will be briefed by Secret Service about the cocaine found at the White House. Now, James Comer came forward and said, there are things that do not smell right with this case. Uh, I don't, I love James Comer, but that wasn't an epiphany. I think we all feel that way. But to his credit, he said, listen, we have the oversight because oversight handles money that goes to Secret Service. They basically determine the funds and all that stuff, allocate the funds that go to them. That's the Oversight Committee. So they have jurisdiction over Secret Service. That was the way that they were able to say, hey, Secret Service, we want you to come on. You have to explain what's going on because this does not smell right. Cocaine, suddenly the locations changed. Why didn't they get an idea of who it was? Uh, did you go to the visitor logs? Did you look at the surveillance camera? Do you have Secret Service that were on duty? Who checked in the bag? Who was in there? When was the last time that somebody looked in that location where the secret where it was found? There are way too many questions, and that's why this looks just so suspicious. And I'm glad that the Oversight Committee demanded that Secret Service come up. So Secret Service said, okay, we're ready to give you a briefing, which means they hopefully have something important to tell them. Hopefully it's not, ah, uh, duh, which way did it go? Uh, where is it? Um, I mean, I hope we're not going to be totally like furious the next day that they basically didn't come to any conclusions. Hopefully they have something substantive. And here is Congressman Pete Sessions talking about what he says clearly was a breach. You know, that's to be seen, but uh, when you have Mick Mulvaney on, he will tell you that every single person coming into the White House is screened for foreign objects and things that could be uh, things like cocaine or other dangerous items that could come into the White House. So Mick is going to tell you that it had to be someone that bypassed that screening process. And, of course, Mick Mulvaney, who spent a lot of time at the White House uh, there in the Trump Times, knows that well. And these areas where they claim it is, remember, they've changed the story a couple different times. But the last time that they changed it to, the last two locations were very heavily secured areas. So somebody clearly had to bypass it. Who would have been allowed to bypass it? First of all, they don't just let anybody bypass it. They don't go, okay, hey. Uh, what a pretty dress you have on. Come on and walk around. 
Uh, I can tell you, I was, I've been at the White House many times. I don't think there's any time I was allowed to walk around. They knew me. I had Secret Service guys who were like, hi, Rita. I was covering the White House. I was there almost every day for a long period of time when I was covering the White House for Fox News. I was senior correspondent. They would go, hey, Rita, how you doing today? You know, how's it going? Hey, how have you been? How's your family? I mean, they knew exactly who I was. And I don't think I ever got to bypass it. So it has to be somebody who's awfully super duper cozy and has been there a long time or they know super well for them to say, oh, yeah, come on around. You don't have to come. So that's why there really is something that really stinks about all of this. Where do you think this is going, guys? one 800 Eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Pamela, line three. Pam, your thoughts? Yeah, let's not get our hopes up too high. No pun intended. <laughs> You're uh, right. Oh, it could reach yeah. new heights. It could the investigation could really blow. You know, how's that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But I'm bummed. Yeah, that, that deserves it. <laughs> and uh, I think it'll be redacted. And it'll be put away with the Kennedy Papers for the next hundred years, and we won't be able to know anything. Oh, no, Pamela. You know what? Who knows? You know what I mean? Can you imagine if it turns out to be like, oh, there's some national security issue? The only thing I think is different with this, that, and it may be redacted, like you said, and they might have to press and then say, hey, listen, as chairman of the committee, and that would be Comer on this one, uh, I really should have a right to see it. Um, in some cases, you know, they might have to push to get it redacted. It might not be immediate or whatever. Um, but I just have a feeling like Comer, first of all, I believe, and, and we spent time with Comer. He was here in the studio with us when I was on, you know, Cats and Cosby. What was it? Like about a week or two ago, um, when James Comer was with us and he seemed awfully determined. He seemed awfully sincere. Um, he seems like he's working on all this Hunter Biden stuff 24 seven. I don't think he will give them a pass in any shape or form. He's going to go, wait, 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 wait. What is that blacked out part over here? Uh, and it says the individual is, you know, or what's this? Wait a minute. Right. This this camera wasn't working. And he's come out on briefings um, and he seems very forthright in person. But he also in the briefings when he comes out on Capitol Hill, he usually kind of tips off what's going on, you know, um, and even right. if the Democrats try guy. to spin it. Yeah. Remember that moment where Jamie Raskin's like, uh, there's nothing really in there. The investigation's closed or whatever or, or, you know, no big deal. And then Comer comes out and goes, actually, it's not closed. Actually, da 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 da. And he was correct. Bill Barr actually came out and said, yeah, James Comer's correct. So I think he's going to tip off whatever it is. Don't you? Oh, I think, you know, uh, the Oversight Committee, the Judiciary Committee, the Freedom Caucus, they're they're terrific. But they just stand up there and say, I'm not going to answer you. I'm not going to answer you. I'm not going to answer you. And I think we're going to get the run around. I mean, I hope they can get something out of them, but you bet we probably will get the run around. Yeah, I think we'll get some, but I think they can put some pressure. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's interesting, Pamela. Congress does have, you know, the oversight and oversight committee specifically also has oversight of funds of a whole bunch of things that they can kind of pull some levers on Secret Service. I mean, if they really want to basically pull rank, they could say, well, we're just going to kind of cut off your funding because we don't feel like you're being forthright with us. And suddenly when somebody says, well, okay, we're not going to take care of you, you go, well, wait a minute, maybe I will try to, maybe I won't cover up and I will try to show a little bit more in this case. I mean, obviously, the Secret Service may be in a box because maybe somebody at the White House told them to be quiet. Um, you know, and unless they're put under oath, 
um, maybe they'll never tell that. You know, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I feel bad for them in a, in a way. And the reason I say that, Pamela, is I know a lot of people on the Secret Service. Um, you know, for the most part, I, at least the rank and file people are really hard workers. They're genuine. Uh, I don't know if they're Republicans or Democrats, but I know most of them to be very, very honest people and hardworking. Um, but who knows if their bosses are saying, uh, we'll take this one or don't you dare say anything about that. They may be just like up against the wall on this one. Your thoughts, Pamela, as well, to uh, what happens. That's why we have to separate the authority over these people, because they're too much under the thumb of who's ever in the executive position. Yeah, no, great points, Pamela. You're right. You, you're correct. I mean, we'll see what goes tomorrow, right? I mean, we'll see. Um, Pamela, thanks so much. Let's play, um, Pete Sessions again. Here is, uh, he's being asked. This is the congressman, of course, from Texas on the Oversight Committee. Do you think there's a cover up? Listen to this. Well, that would have to be based upon what the, uh, Secret Service tells us when the Secret Service is, is unable or will not uh, deliver the information to us. For instance, as you know, the VIP access that Hunter Biden has had at the Department of Justice, they hide and redact the information we know generally, but not specific. So let's find out what the Secret Service decides to provide to us. Then we'll know whether there's a, a some sort of uh, uh, shenanigans going on with us not getting the truth. And Pete Sessions does say it does look like the Biden family got a little bit of the preferential treatment. Well, let me just say this. This Biden White House has received VIP treatment by the Department of Justice, where Hunter Biden was never even indicted, pled guilty, decided by federal judge what would happen, and given what turned out to be you know, uh, if, if there was a sentence, a suspended sentence, we have no access to that. That is completely unheard of. I've only been watching federal courts for the last 40 years, and none of that has ever happened. It's all out in the public. So we're going to wait and find out. But they owe us an answer about national security and security at the White House. That is for sure, Congressman Pete Sessions. And by the way. If it turns out that it is Hunter's or if it turns out that it's somebody else's on maybe it's someone on Kamala Harris's staff, somebody notable to have gone around the system and for them to go to these great lengths by changing the locations and everything else. Uh, we need to know. Congress needs to know and the American public should know uh, because we need to see who is accountable for bringing illegal substance to the White House. And if there was a cover up, which it's sure starting to look like it. Because, again, after the first 30 minutes or so, that's when I said there's something wrong. Because these guys, they have high-tech technology. There is no doubt about it. They've got state-of-the-art machinery. They know how to check a million things. There's a lot of things we see, and there's a lot we don't see in terms of securities. There's sensors. There's all these things. It is the most secure building, basically, in the world. And somehow somebody just haphazardly brings a white powder in, and they can't even keep their story straight as to where it's found and who was there and who wasn't there. And then they're making excuses for the first family. I hate to say it. It sure looks downright fishy. And guess what? If it came from the first family, we need to know that if it came from Hunter Biden, who has a history of crack, we need to know that. And guess what? The judge who's deciding his plea deal 
and what is it about a week and a half or so should absolutely know that because guess what? Then that plea deal automatically should be revoked because he has ro- blown it because remember part of it is that he would stay clean. Um, and if it's not them, if it's somebody else, we need to know who it is and we need to know how are they able to get into the white house, the most secure building, as I said, in the world and bypass all these systems uh, who screwed up and why and who will be held accountable? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Morty. Line two. Your thoughts, Morty? Uh, hi, Rita. I hope you're doing good tonight. Thanks for taking my call as always. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, you know what? I think that uh, I didn't say this. I know that the offices are different. You know, the vice president's office and the uh, president's office are in different buildings. But nevertheless, um, from reading reports of uh, former staff members of uh, Kamala's office saying that she's just as abusive, if not more abusive than Joe Biden. Um, and they say that she's constantly drinking or constantly on some sort of something. Um, I would postulate that the uh, substance might be either a one of the staff members of Kamala's office. In that case, I wouldn't blame them. Um, <laughs> she's, being she's driving them um, to drugs, right? <laughs> right. Or or it's hers or obviously like everyone thinks it's hunters. But, you know, hey, look, we got the Secret Service doing their uh, fingerprints. Right. So, well, you know, look, if it was if it was something else, like I said yesterday about Don Jr., if it was some, if it was one of the Trump family, they would have the results out immediately. They would leak it. They would have it out immediately. It's theirs. It, it, we got the results right here. Here's the here's a screenshot of it. But, you know, they're 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 taking their sweet time with it. So that tells us all we need to know. Right. You know what? Uh, the timing, just like you said, and the hypocrisy, because just uh, you said it so eloquently, Morty, that if it was Don Jr. or anybody tied to the Trump family, you kidding me? It went like it would have been like uh, this person is the worst person in the world. Here he is um, or here she is, whoever it is. Right. They would have put it out there in five seconds. And like you said, it would have leaked. Um, and they would have been begging the Secret Service to put it out there in every which way but loose. Um, and, and, and there would have been like, they would have been arrested. They would have been a perp walk. Uh, they would have been thrown in like San Quentin, you know, throw away the key. Uh, but the fact that here it's like, oh, well, that I'm not really sure. That's, it is, it to me, first of all, it is reckless. And anybody who is stupid enough to bring cocaine in the White House should have the book thrown at them. I mean, that is, first of all, obviously it's an illegal drug. It's dangerous and they're stupid. I mean, uh, like who would bring you going to the White House unless you've done it before and you've gotten away with it or other people have done it? I mean, that's the other question. I mean, I think Congress, once we figure out who did it and what happened, it should be, well, why did that person feel so comfortable? Who knows? Maybe there's a videotape of, hey, you know, just kind of keep walking around or whatever. Uh, or someone just kind of ha- very casually putting it there like they've done it before. I mean, it could open a huge can of worms of maybe other people uh, who've had, you know, cocaine at the White House. Or maybe it's not the person we think. Maybe somebody else dropped it there for somebody. You know, I mean, then it opens other can of worms. Are you facilitating a drug habit? How long have you been bringing this? Oh, I just saw a video of so-and-so passing that bag to you. Maybe that bag passed a lot of hands. Uh, so there could be a lot of uh, unclean hands in this one. How about that? 1-800-848-9222. We're going to take your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
Coming up in the next hour, we're going to continue this conversation about if the Secret Service is going to revolve uh, and basically show what they've got on the cocaine discovery. Will they basically share all with Congress tomorrow? They're meeting with the House Oversight Committee again in the morning. Or will it be like Sergeant Schultz? I know nothing. I know nothing. Or I use that Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, you know, the cameras just didn't happen to work that day. And boy, they were changing shifts and all these things. And he uh killed himself. There's still a lot of questions on that. I personally still have a lot of questions on that. Uh, but in this case, wow, you know, our God, our Secret Service cameras have been working, except for there was a little technical glitch just during that five minute span when some hand went in there. And I can't even see if it's a man or woman's hand. And boy, we wouldn't want to falsely accuse somebody, right? Uh, you know, oh, you can see where this is coming. This is on the cocaine matter. We're also, by the way, um, going to talk about some stunning retailers, the numbers of retailers that are closing locations, uh, much in part to shoplifting. And this comes as Mayor Eric Adams of New York comes out and says, basically, the media is to blame for the fears and perception of high crime in New York. And speaking of crimes, well, uh, there were a lot of questions for the FBI director today, Christopher Ray, And he was asked by a number of members of the Republican Party who were grilling him because he was testifying if he's protecting the Bidens. What do you make of the fact that the Hunter Biden story was suppressed? Was there any role? Um, and find out what he had to say in the exchanges. There were some explosive ones, and we're going to talk about that in the next hour of the show. In the meantime, what do you think is going to come from the Secret Service meeting? We're getting word that they will be meeting with the Oversight Committee 10 a.m. in the morning. Does anybody have any faith that maybe we will hear some bombshells that it was uh Mr. Green in the billiard room with a candlestick? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to BJ. BJ, what do you think? Bombshell or I big think, blowout? <laughs> I think there's a strong possibility it could be Parmesan cheese, <laughs> uh, Mr. Parman. But, <laughs> but uh, I'll put it to you this way, Rita. And, by, by the way, it, BJ, because I love you. In the next, you have to stick around. I know you always listen to both hours of the show. We're going to play in the next one, the Parmesan cheese. Are we, oh wait, I th- yeah, we, we, I think we have it. Let's play it a little. We got time in honor of BJ. Here we go, BJ. <laughs> I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled that <laughs> cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone. <laughs> Anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. (laughs) Because there'd be crumbs mixed in and just... Yeah. I mean, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping. Oh, my God. BJ, stick with us, okay? We're going to go to a break, BJ. we got to have you react because I love your laugh. Hold on. (laughs) This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. Get down. 
tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. Later on in this hour, we'll show you how Mayor Eric Adams and a number of other Democrats basically say, what crime? It's really just, you know, expanded. It's a figment of your imagination. It's the media inflating things. Uh, Well, it's actually reality. And it's also reality that many New Yorkers and other cities across this country, citizens are just extremely worried about crime. There's a new poll that shows that more than half of New Yorkers fear being a victim of crime. Many of them extremely worried, uh, especially about random crime, because there's been a lot of it of late of just people driving by on a scooter. The, you saw the images went all over the country of somebody on a scooter in Queens suddenly opening fire, killing this 87 year old man. And people are extremely worried. It is a reality. And the numbers also show it. In some categories, the numbers are lower. You also have to wonder, is it because they reduced a number of the crimes that were once felonies to misdemeanors or they're not reporting the crimes because the DAs aren't going after them? There's clearly a message to police and others uh, that certain crimes are not worth going after. They're also clearly also reprimanding Officers who are coming in reporting crimes in the sense that, you know, they're being bogged down by doing reports on even minor crimes, uh, basically hauled in for questioning, also being stigmatized if they go after certain types of individuals. There's so many issues here at play, but it is a reality in every major city. So it's not made up. It's not fiction. And we're going to talk about that because retailers in particular, there's a stunning list of retailers that just came out, which it shows just some huge retailers closing shop. And a lot of it's due to shoplifting. They call it shrinkage. It's called crime. It's called shoplifting. And it's killing so many retailers because they just can't afford to hire the security or they can't do business when most of the products are locked up behind glass and lock and key. Who wants to buy things at a store like that when they see the shoplifters just walking out with the full cart all the time? So there are so many issues here. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Meantime, we're talking about the crime at the White House, because guess what? It was a crime. Somebody left cocaine at the White House, and that is illegal. And that is basically the reason why so many people are trying to get to the bottom of this. And the Secret Service so far has said nothing. And now we're getting word that the Secret Service will be giving a staff-level briefing to the House Oversight Panel. That's going to take place on Thursday regarding the discovery of the cocaine. Uh, Hopefully, they can say the identity of the person who left it behind. And let's see what they got. Apparently, it is the director um, of the Secret Service will be engaged in this. Also, by the way, on the Senate side, Tom Cotton has also asked for a briefing. I'm not sure if he's going to get one or not, uh, but for sure the Oversight Committee on the House side will get one. They have tons of questions, and so do I, and all Americans should have that. And guess what? A lot of Americans have questions not just of the Secret Service, but they got a lot of questions of other locations, such as the FBI. And that's because of all the suppression things that were done. Uh, by the way, in terms of the FBI's role in this, usually the substance that was deemed to be cocaine almost immediately, they were able to figure that part out, usually gets sent immediately to a location like the Quantico Lab. That's in Quantico, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. That is the FBI lab. And so there's a lot of questions about how the FBI has handled a lot of these things. And the FBI also suppressing, remember, the laptop, telling social media 
Uh, you know what? That could be Russian disinformation. Uh, also, allowing those 51 intel agents to sign the letter saying that the laptop had all the markings of Russian disinformation. That's the line that, remember, President Biden, who is then candidate Biden, former VP Biden, when he was running against Trump in the debate, famously relied on. There's just a lot of things that don't smell right with the way that the FBI handled a lot of these things. And here is Congressman Matt Gates today grilling Christopher Ray about the Bidens. Take a listen to this exchange that's getting tons of headlines when finally the FBI director came before Congress. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not and has que- no well, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Wow. Wow. Was that explosive or what? But could there also be a cover up on the Secret Service side? I believe that the people, again, at the Secret Service and I know a lot of folks in the FBI, too, the rank and file, they're great. I don't believe that they're involved. There's some that were involved in some of the cover ups, as we saw with the Russia hoax with Donald Trump and some of the players there that came to light in some of the different reports and investigations. But overall, most of the people in the FBI are great, hardworking people. Christopher Ray, uh, to me, was playing rope-a-dope and, oh, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. He's either inept or he's not telling the full story, I believe. I mean, he sure was like, oh, I don't really know about that. He was asked a whole bunch of questions. Everything was, I'm not really sure. I don't really know. Uh, boy, that didn't sound like leadership at the FBI. That's one. And now Secret Service, there's so many great folks there at the Secret Service. But I'm not, con- you know, I'm not convinced that somebody in the Biden White House is telling them to be quiet. Don't reveal it because I don't think they're inept. And I don't think the people in the bureau at the FBI are inept either. They're very highly skilled people. So I can only conclude that the Secret Service is getting pressure from somebody at the White House not to reveal uh, who's the fingerprints belong to. Where's the videotape? Who brought the cocaine into the White House? Because normally they would come right out or at least they would know the conclusion. I mean, they seem to be putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And now again, this briefing tomorrow. So what do you think we're going to learn? And do you think that maybe at some point, maybe there's some Secret Service whistleblower. There's been an IRS whistleblower. Maybe there's a Secret Service whistleblower who might come forward in the very near future. There seems to be this whistleblower trend. By the way, the two IRS whistleblowers apparently will be testifying publicly, uh, I think, next week before James Comer's committee. So that could be a bombshell. Gary Shapley and the other guy, I think, will be coming forward. There are reports that both of them may be coming forward as early as next week to testify before that committee. And that could also be public. So that could be explosive. 
Lots of big stuff happening here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to BJ. Uh, BJ, sorry, I had to play the Parmesan cheese Hunter Biden thing. And, and just to hear your laugh, it was worth it. You're great. Well, I tell you, you know, um, it, in my humble opinion, Rita, uh, if the if the Secret Service thought it was anyone but Hunter Biden or someone in in Biden world, they would have immediately arrested them and be done with them. And and there's not a whole I mean, you can there are cameras everywhere, my understanding in that place. So it's very hard to, to do something and not be discovered. But the, the, the bigger point here is the Democrats. Number one, once you start talking about this, you notice you hear nothing but crickets from the Democrats. You know, they, they don't want to talk about this at all. That includes Stan, the flim flam man from Forest Hills and kooky Teddy. But be that as it may, you 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 the the, the Democrats have a, a a it's an American uh, historical institution for them to take a crap in the White House from JFK and all the women he had running in and out of there. Uh, to uh, Billy Carter smoking a joint with uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, don't, let's not forget Slick Willie Clinton. Uh, let's not forget uh, Barack Obama having uh, Al Sharpton there however many umpteen times. And <laughs> what, on and on and on. What do you mean on. just Al Sharpton's presence there alone is a crime? <laughs> well, no, I mean, the guy shows up. He, he's, you know, he's a known shakedown man. So he he shows up and he walks out, you know, 20 pounds heavier. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, with God knows what's stuffed in his wallet. You know, you know, I mean, that's my humble opinion. I mean, I've seen this come and go. You never see this from the, the, the other side of the aisle. Uh, on occasion, you, you, you see some you, you never see bad behavior like this. You, they don't defile the office. But but, but and that's why the White House. and you hit it on the head that it is the White House, which is why we have to care. It's the people's house. Uh, there yes. should be a level of of grace about it, a level of elegance about it, um, and and also a respect about it too. Um, and, and that's why I think it's so important that we talk about it. I think it was was it Obama who like uh, like kind of put his feet up on the on the desk and kind of didn't always wear the yes, jacket every day. I, I thought so yes, because I remember um, when Trump came in, he said, "I'm wearing a coat and tie every day because this is the White House." You know, this is respect for the office. And I yes. and I think that's why it's important. It, this goes well beyond Republican, Democrat. It, it's about um, having dignity and respect for the presidency, for the Oval Office, the institution of the presidents and the protection. I mean, that's the other issue. There's so many security issues here. Um, and I, I just hope we get to the bottom of it because there's something really rotten in Denmark on the way that this was handled. Um, and for that reason, it's deeply important. BJ, thank you. I, I got to hear all your other great words of wisdom. So thank you very, very much. Let's go to Mike, line four. Your thoughts, Mike. Hey, hi, Rita. How you doing? Good. What, what do you think? Where do you think this is going? Well, I think that um, we're talking like there's this one person that's done coke in the White House. I think they're all a bunch of degenerates. I'd say 70 percent of them are snorting coke in the White House. By the way, if uh, if you had to work for Kamala Harris and listen to her word salad, uh, I'd be probably doing something a lot stronger than Coke. But that's a whole other story, uh, exactly, Mike. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'll tell you what, where's you, you talk about like how I want to know how many of the government people, because they all invested in crypto, got their money back. Where's the crypto money? 
Yeah, that's another you know, good point. There was a lot of there was a lot of crypto money that went to uh, a lot of the Democrats in, in yeah, particular. I bet, you know, I bet you they got all their money back, right? Well, and then you got AOC that says the computer uh, Hunter's computer is filled with a bunch of half truths. Well, which is the half truth? Is it the job molestation that he's doing on there? Is it the crack cocaine that he's smoking on there? Is it the deals with his father on there? Is it the hookers that he has on there? Which is only half true. Wait, you, you know what you left out, Mike? Him driving, I think it was 178 miles an hour, uh, yeah. high as a kite by his own admission. And he's posting yeah, well, the about, video, I mean, like, you got, bragging. You got, you got Pelosi's 90-year-old uh, husband with a hooker in the car crashing into someone almost killing a family drunk. Was not he, an electric I'm not sure car, if he, was by he the way. I can't remember if he, by the way, I feel bad for Paul Pelosi after what happened, obviously, at the House was just, the, you know, that's a separate Why? matter. Why? That's a separate Why? matter. They're worth $100 million, and they're insider trading to make another $25 million. Yeah, but. They're not uh, driving, how come they're not driving electric cars? He was driving a Porsche. Well, I was talking about the House incident, because that was obviously very sad, what happened. Um, and you're right, he was drinking. I remember when they stopped him and all that other stuff, too. You're right. Um, but I'm talking about when the house was broken into because that was just such a, that was obviously a very sad and horrible incident. But your point um, about all the booze and all the drugs, I mean, you just look at five seconds of Hunter Biden's videos that he did, uh, you know, that on the laptop that he claims still won't claim is his. <laughs> but the information he says is, um, boy, uh, it would make uh, anybody blush. You know, even if you uh, were working in the uh, red light district in Amsterdam, you'd still blush in what you saw there. We're going to continue with your calls, Mike. You're terrific. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. could be the new White House theme song because, boy, I got to hear this part. And we know it's there at the White House. So who brought it? Who handed it to whom? Uh, maybe there's a whole bunch of fingerprints on there. But, boy, this is becoming the mystery. And it may be solved tomorrow because Secret Service knows that they have to testify and talk and give a briefing to the House Oversight Committee. And that means James Comer, they know that that guy's going to come out and probably share it, at least what he can. There's some that maybe is classified information about security measures that take place at the White House. We don't need to know about some of the stuff that maybe we don't know that they do to check people. Uh, but boy, Congress has a right to say, how did this one somehow slip by your cracks? Uh, what a coincidence this one did. There are so many questions. So where do you think it's going, guys? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, line six. Steve, your thoughts. Yes, we, we talk about the Secret Service as if it's one unified organization. But in fact, there's at least two separate details of Secret Service agents, one that's devoted to the current President Biden, 
and this sort of alumni president, Trump. Yep. No, you're right. And by, and by the way, not and just it would be most interesting. Hey, to Steve, me Steve, to hear Steve, hold on, Steve, Steve, the- Steve, not just uh, to Trump. Any former president gets Secret Service protection. So, you know, and their families, too, just so you know. So there's a, a wide alumni part. But go ahead. But my point is what my fantasy dream here would be to see a debate between the devoted agents that are there to protect their respective presidents, and they're not the same people. The ones that work for Trump, are guarding Trump, are different from the ones guarding Biden. I want to hear the face-off of truth, one agent on one side, one agent on the other, or teams, perhaps when they're off-duty. I think we would quickly get to the heart of a lot of truthful politics in the United States, if the Secret Service agents themselves were permitted to speak and question each other. That's an interesting point. By the way, I'd love to just be a fly on the wall to hear them talking. Uh, that would be interesting because who knows uh, what they say. You know, go to the the what the Cheers bar for the Secret Service, the Cheers bar version. I bet you it's Old Ebbett Grill because that's right near the White House. I used to go there. That's where I got some pretty good scoops. But... You go there and it's like after like a drink or two. Ah, you know what happened today at the White House? I'm not saying them or Capitol Hill. You know what happened in the halls of Congress? There's what happened. Uh, so I would just love to hear what they both have to say. Uh, boy, that would be really interesting. Steve, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Pete real quick on line four. Pete, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Oh, man, that's a great song by Eric Clapton. And the dust is flying. I'll pour some sugar on me. That's all I can say about the White House. Oh, Pete, you are great. Yeah, the sugar train, it's everywhere, it seems. We're going to continue your calls and a lot more after the break, everybody. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great veterans and also their families. A beautiful story coming from Panama City Beach, Florida where Panama City Beach is offering a fun way to put your hero on display. For the second year in a row, the city has kicked off its Veteran Hero Banner Program. The program honors soldiers who are currently serving or who have served our great country in the military. And for $100, a banner with the face of a soldier, name, branch, and date of service can be purchased. I love this. The banners will be hung on the light poles along the roadways within the Front Beach Road Community Redevelopment Area. And they will go up uh, later this month. They'll be taken down after Veterans Day, and they will actually be returned to the buyer. I love this. The Veteran Hero Banner Program began in 2022 with just 28 banners. And this year, the program is expected to expand to possibly several hundred banners. What a beautiful way to honor 
our great veterans for their service and say thank you to them in a big public way and also a really reasonable way too. Uh, for a hundred bucks to be able to honor them is really, really terrific. Bravo to our great veterans and their families. Well, by the way, we're talking about Secret Service because a lot of them uh, are military. A lot of them are former military. Um, some of them also in the reserve still. Um, so they have, you know, a duty to loyalty and country, uh, but also a duty to protect. But they do also have folks who come in and say, hey, uh, you know what? We want to keep this quiet. Uh, we want to keep this information private. So we'll see if we'll learn in a matter of hours who the cocaine belongs to because they are briefing Congress. What are your thoughts about where this is going, guys? 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Jeff, uh, line three. Jeff, your thoughts about all this. Hello, Rita. Uh, you're terrific. One of the best in all of media. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, just- just a fact. Thank but you. Here, here's the story uh, um, uh, with the uh, supposed cocaine. It's going to be a dud completely, um, Rita. Cocaine is the biggest rip-off drug in history. Baking soda, you could put it in a white bag. Talcum powder, it's all white powder. And what we and what what they're doing, uh, Rita, as you know, you I'm sure had this thought in your own head. Um, they're setting us up. And they're distracting us from the, the the corruption that's going on in the hearings. They're distracting us from uh, Christopher Ray repeating over and over again, I can't tell you that. I can't answer. I can't tell you. You know, that, that that's what it's about. So when tomorrow when they say, well, what about the cocaine? Well, we found out and it's nothing. In other words, it's going to be a nothing story. You're going to get a nothing answer. Um, do, do, do you do you think that's possible? What I'm saying to you that that's what's going to happen. That's going to be the answer. That um, you know when they they pick it up and they analyze, they analyzed it already. They know what it is already. Well, they know, you know it's cocaine. Just, by the way, they did come out and say that they did two tests um, because they tested right away uh, that it was cocaine. Preliminary result came back. Then they did another test to confirm it. So they did say it's a cocaine, and they came back actually. By the way, really quick on that, Jeff. Um, but they may say inconclusive on whose it belongs to. Um, it still doesn't explain. You know the thing that's interesting, Jeff? And I do agree with you. I think there will be a little bit of this rope-a-dope of like, I'm not really sure. I don't really know. Um, and in fact, Jeff, you brought up um, some of the, uh, I, what I thought was very kind of a poor showing by Christopher Ray today. Um, you brought up because he was like, yeah, um, I don't really know. I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't really know. I, I want to play some of that because you hit it, hit it on the head. Here is a, here's a little bit of Jim Jordan questioning Ray. Director, what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic? Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you can define it for us. Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems. You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened We have there. to wait. The, we, the Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here. An internal review before we can talk to the people who wrote this? 
we, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back idea before how the committee in America? and provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate and the we briefing, can, but we want to talk to the people who wrote it. Any idea how can, many Catholics are in America, Director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 million. What percentage of those are radical, traditional Catholics, according to the Richmond Field Office of the FBI? Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling read, and removed it. Let's read from that product, page four of that product. By the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that didn't have all these redactions on it? So we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for to see their rights, their First Amendment religious liberty rights attacked. Let me just read from page four. Provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources with the placement and access to report on places of worship. That's pretty fancy language for they're trying to put informants in the parish, in the church. That's what this memorandum said, Director, from one of your field offices. And you won't let us talk to the people who did it. Any response to that? I didn't know. I was waiting for the question. No, priest, do you think priests priest should be informants inside the church, Director? We do not recruit, open, or operate confidential human sources to infiltrate, target, report. But that's not, uh, what, religious this, that's not what this said. It sounds like you were trying to do it in no, Richmond, Virginia. No, sir. No, sir. No, you sir. weren't? This, this didn't happen? You can assure us that this that, didn't happen? That product did not, to as best as we can tell, result in any investigative action as a result of it. None. But he won't let them testify. Jeff, since you brought it up, I want to play another clip. This is Matt Gates today uh, with Christopher Ray. This is one for the record books. Right there, it says, the government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches, or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself. At the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will well, add... that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in the January But it was. So you didn't... The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. Uh, Blissfully ignorant. So, Jeff, is that what you think the Secret Service is going to be tomorrow? Perfect words. Uh, And you know what? From uh, the FBI, as an FBI director, blissful ignorance is a crime. Uh, that's uh, uh, knowing uh, he stashed information somewhere in his mind, if, you know, what, whatever he has of one, and um, and he pretends that he doesn't know. Do you believe him? How much how much credibility do you think he has? Uh, yeah, you're talking about Ray. Seriously? You're talking about Ray. Yes, Christopher Ray. Yeah, I found him not to be believable on some fronts. I felt either 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 he's incompetent. Because if he didn't know about certain things and he kept saying, Oh, I don't know about that. But then somehow we knew right away it was the Richmond memo. 
Um, and I think some of the Hunter Biden stuff, we know that the FBI was telling social media companies that it was Russian disinformation. We know that for a fact. And yet he's like, well, we didn't really influence anything. You think when the FBI calls you and says, hey, certain things could be Russian disinformation and then suddenly they poo poo and diminish the Hunter Biden laptop story that that doesn't interfere. He, I don't think he's that stupid. That's my point. I think there's there's a lot more to this guy than just this, oh, I'm not really sure. If he's not really sure, then he shouldn't be FBI director. He's not competent enough. Um, either he's incompetent or he's just, uh, you know, trying to do the rope-a-dope and knows there's a lot more to meet the eye and he should just come clean. There's something missing here. Uh, so uh, I, I agree with you, Jeff. Uh, and what are your thoughts on him? Uh, as you said, um I, you know, I, I, and you know, we're lucky at least, um, uh, Jordan and Gates, um, these two great congressmen are really holding his feet to the fire. But you know who I think would really do do a job on him? If you and Judge Weinberg, uh, drag him into your show for about, uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, Christopher Ray and grill him thoroughly and finally get him to cough up the truth. Work it. We'll work on it. Jeff, we'll work on it. Me and the good judge. We'll try to work on it. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. You're terrific. And thank you for the very sweet words. Let's go to Russ. Uh, line eight. Russ, your thoughts. Yeah, I heard Ray dodging about the planting of the pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC headquarters. That was horrific. But I'd like to know, Rita, don't you think the Secret Service should be asked if the coke it was planted? Wouldn't that be something we'd want to know? By the way, for sure. And by the way, if that is a case, I mean, who knows? Um, if that is, they should be able to come out there and say on the videotape, all of that information should be out there, Russ. Um, yeah. and, and if it, if it turns out that it's not related to the Biden family or somebody senior like that, that, that should come out too, because there's a suspicious cloud that's over their head. Uh, and we should get to the bottom of it. That is the bottom line. Uh, Russ, thank you. Always enjoy the call. Uh, and let's go to John, line two. John, your thoughts. Hi. Hi, Rita. I'm just concerned that there's a repeating pattern here, whether it's the FBI or the or the uh, Secret Service. How do we allow them to be stand in judgment of and investigate themselves? If if someone got cocaine into the White House, clearly it's because the Secret Service screwed up. So how do they get to investigate their own screw up? No, you're right. You're right. Well, that's where Congress comes in. Uh, but, but the point is that Congress can only do so much. They only have limited information. They can certainly, they have full investigative power, but who knows what they can reveal or what they can find out. Um, because often it's very complex. And unless the other side tells you, uh, some of the details, you may not have a lot to go on. And that's what sort of happened even in the Hunter Biden case, for example, because, you know, they're starting with like, well, uh, there's interesting, all this money's coming in, all these details, let's try to figure it out. And they've had to subpoena after subpoena. It's not like people are coming voluntarily with bank information and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so you're right. It takes a lot of work. Um, and you're right with the FBI, but that is where Congress comes in. And that's why it's important that Congress has especially the oversight committee to look over Places like the FBI, they have some of the purse strings. They have the purse strings in particular uh, of the Secret Service. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could cut some of the funding to some of the agencies. I don't think that that's a good idea because I think we need all of those law enforcement agencies. Um, but there are certain things that they can do to maybe put some pressure on it. But you're right. Uh, 
it's like uh you know uh the the chief uh, investigating the chief uh and that is a a very difficult situation for the american public to get to the truth by the way as we're talking about crimes because leaving cocaine at the white house uh and doing cocaine is a crime by the way um and speaking of crime we all see the headlines everywhere you guys um there is now a new study that reveals some really, I think, stunning details and also just details that we all understand because we live with this every single day. If you look at the headlines, there's a new study that says that over half of those questioned said that they are either very concerned or somewhat concerned that they will be a victim of crime. Sixty one percent of New Yorkers who were surveyed, 61 percent are worried about crime. That just shows how bad crime is in New York, how pervasive it is, and also the impact, especially, of so many of the crimes that we have seen of late. Um, they're obviously impacting in New York, but they're impacting really around the country. And everybody sees the headlines. I'll talk about New York because the study deals with New York. And you see the case of Daniel Penny, who was on the subway, and the very agitated homeless man gets on. Uh, Daniel Penny tries to succumb the guy. Um, and, of course, we know what happens. He also gets charged. Uh, but people see the headlines of these crazy people coming on the subways all the time. Then there's the case of the guy on the scooter uh, who's in Queens, New York, uh, randomly opening fire at people, shooting an 87-year-old man and killing him. And those headlines have tremendous impact across the country, not just in New York. And it just shows how scared people are. And I am so sick of so many politicians trying to diminish it, particularly some members of the squad and others saying, what crime? Uh, it's inflated. Uh, or the media is making it up. Or the headlines aren't right. The headlines are reality. We see the video with our own two eyes. And some numbers are down, but a lot of numbers are up. And a lot of numbers are also twisted a little bit because certain crimes are not being reported or the felonies are being reduced to misdemeanors. So there's a lot of funny business also with the numbers when you look at it. But the fear that people have about crime and the images we see over and over again in so many of the big cities across this country, including in New York, this poll to me is clear that people are concerned. And I'm actually surprised the number was only 61%. I don't know of a single person who's not worried about crime in their communities, especially in major cities across this country. And politicians have to wake up and realize that this is the reality that people are living in. You can't keep trying to spin it and say, what crime? Don't worry about it. The numbers are down. You're making it up or whatever the case. That is ridiculous. That is a lie. And if you look at what is going on in America, in every major city, crime is real and you have to acknowledge it to fix it. It's like AA. If you're a drinker, you got to admit you got a drinking problem before you're going to fix it. So you better start admitting it's existing and we got to start looking at how we can fix it for all Americans. We're going to continue talking about that and a lot more when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about crime in America. By the way, a big list of retail chains that are closing locations in 2023. CVS, 200 branches. Foot Locker, 117 branches. Target, 13 branches. Walgreens, 200 branches. The Gap, 136 branches. Many of them are closing because of shoplifting, because they just can't afford it. It's costing way too much. And this comes as New Yorkers are extremely worried about being a victim of crime. But if you listen to Mayor Eric Adams, listen to what he said on Fox 5 this morning. 41% of New Yorkers say they have never been so on edge about their own safety. Uh, 87.87% of New Yorkers think crime is either a very or somewhat serious problem. Why do New Yorkers feel that way? Well, let's think about it for a moment. How do they start their day? Uh, they start their day picking up the uh, the news, uh, the, the morning papers. They sit down and they see some of the most horrific events that uh, may happen throughout the previous day. Uh, it plays on your psyche. We're clear on that. Uh, but my mission is to move people from what they felt to what they're feeling. And no one can take away the fact this city is humming. Uh, as you walk the streets, you go to Times Square, you're back on our subway, we peak at 4 million riders. Uh, we're seeing people getting back out, enjoying our parks. So we know it's, a, it's, it's going to take a time. But if you lead off every day with some of the horrific incidents that take place in a city with 8.5 million people, there's a feeling that you have, but the officers are back out there. They're seeing them. They're conversating. Our restaurants are humming. The city has returned, and we are really proud of what the men and women of the police department are doing. So I guess uh, the news should just ignore any of the headlines or any of the shootings. That would be completely irresponsible. And guess what? We're covering what the reality is. And obviously things are so bad that even New York DA Alvin Bragg, soft on crime DA Alvin Bragg, uh, listen to this, what he said about his concerns when his own family gets on the New York City subway. Listen to this one. I know the statistics that transit crime is down, but when one of my family members gets on the train, I too get a knot in my stomach. He gets a knot in his stomach. So uh, I guess what is he making it up to? I mean, come on. It is so bad that even the New York DA says his family is uh, concerned and he's concerned when they hop on the New York City subway. Uh, I say a prayer every time I get on it. Boy, that is for sure. Uh, real quick, uh, let's go to William, if you're still there. William, line five, you've been waiting. You've been so sweet. Yes, I want to say this is like they're turning the White House into a homeless shelter um, and a nightclub or a psychiatric ward. This is getting insane. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm not sure which one or maybe all of the above. William, I'm glad I had you wait because that was a great way to end the show. You had some good singers there. Everybody have a great night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.